Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Welcome to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kuntz, along with Deacon John Foucault, coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth. We are coming to you also from the St. James campus of Stella Mars Academy. Let us start with prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this opportunity to bring the gospel to people all throughout the listening area. We pray that you may bless uh, our guests, but especially bless those who are listening, that they may be open to Christ's will in all aspects of their life. We ask this through Christ our Lord, amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Deacon John, welcome to Real Presence Live as the, uh, the sub for uh, yes. Cindy. It's good to be back with you again. Thank it's you for having me. You. When was the last time you did this? Well, about a month, month and a half ago. Yeah, Maybe two months ago. ago. No, not that long ago. Cindy's on vacation a lot. She is gone a she lot. She is gone a lot. Yeah. We talked about that last time yeah. as well. Uh, and I, I, I do want to apologize to the listeners. I've got a touch of laryngitis. Actually, I had it really bad uh, this weekend and yesterday. I had actually canceled Mass Right before mass, you did yesterday. this weekend. Yesterday, wow! Yesterday, it was like the the, Monday. Okay, it was like I've done it maybe like three times in my entire priesthood. Yeah, but I can only whisper, so it's like I just couldn't do it. Right, right. So it's a weak voice, but um, hopefully we'll get through the the show. So Deacon John, what's the uh, latest with you? What's anything exciting? Uh, nothing exciting. Been busy. Uh, a lot of diaconal work going on. Service, which is fantastic. Did a lot of home visits yesterday, and I always enjoy that. Bringing Christ and communion to those that aren't able to get out and about and. Up at uh, some of the adult uh, senior living facilities sure, as well. Sure. So and then my wife and I have been enjoying the fall colors. Just That's been beautiful. Nice. Have you guys here. traveled around here? Or? We did. We took a ride up around uh, Finland and up okay. in uh, the Temperance River area, road area. Just beautiful. Temperance color. River isn't that up North Shore? Yeah, up the North Shore. Right, right, yep. Okay. You take right off 61, go up to Finland area. And that's one of the prettiest roads we have in the area. Yeah, so for those of you that are listening, like in Wyoming and yes, other like places that are, you wouldn't believe how beautiful it is in Duluth during this time of the year. So it's, uh, it is, but it only lasts like four days. So you have to get up here. Well, we're getting at least seven this time because we don't have much rain right now. That's the rain true. brings it down in the wind. So, yeah, but yeah. going up on the North Shore in the Diocese of Duluth is absolutely incredible it to is. see. And a lot of people come for that. There's yes. a ton of people that come and see that. So traffic is pretty heavy up there at this time it of the is. year as well, but worth it. So let's introduce our guest. Well, well, we'll let him introduce himself. But this okay. is Father Seth Gogland. So, uh, Father Seth, uh, welcome to Real Presence Radio. Thank you, Father Rich. Great so, to be here. So uh, I'm very uh, pleased to say and that Father Seth has just recently been uh, appointed the Vicar General. That will happen uh, at the first of the year. And so, But before we go into that, Father Seth, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thanks, Father Rich. I'm currently pastor of two parishes here in the city of Duluth, St. Benedict's and St. John's parishes. I've been a priest for uh, 10 years. In fact, if if I'm right, Father Rich, I was your last class as vocation director. That oh, maybe that, that, that uh, yeah, I think you, you're right. You had come through. Yeah, uh, I, I judged you to be worthy. <laughs> That's right, you did, and here I am. <laughs> yeah. So, so my question to you, the most impressing question, is how much of your success do you uh, give to uh, your to to your vicar general, not your to your uh, vocation director? Oh my goodness! How much do you attribute your success to your vocation director? Well, I think we'll we'll have to ask parishioners what they think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Put them on the spot. 
So yeah, you were the, the you were the class of six. Yes. Uh, in the in the diocese of Duluth, which was a very big, I think probably our biggest class ever in the history of the diocese, and uh, and so yeah, and you're also the pastor of two parishes I was pastor of. That's true. Yes. Uh, do yeah. you feel like you had to clean up a mess? Oh, no, it's been, been good. Oh, that's good. Well, <laughs> of course, I was pastor before the guy before you. Yeah, you, you, you fixed everything before I got I know, yeah. it was a mess before that, especially St. Ben's. <laughs> so, yeah, my, my former parish yeah, yeah. as well. Uh, uh, what year were you ordained? Uh, 2012. 2012. 2012, so yeah, just celebrated 10 years uh, this, this summer, and I was an associate uh, pastor for my first assignment up in Ely Tower in Babbitt, and then I went to Nashwalk and Coleraine for my first pastorate, and to Grand Rapids and Cohasset, and then uh, Duluth the last couple of years. So, when did so you got the phone call. What was the call like? I mean, or Bishop just called you into the office? Yeah. So were you worried? I, I was a little bit. Uh, as I mentioned, all of my assignments that you just heard—that's a lot in ten years. And I knew uh, that it was a personnel board day, and he called uh, me and he said he needed to talk that day. Now I, I know now it was because he was—if I was going to say yes to the assignment right then—he was going to let the personnel board know. But at the time, I thought he was calling me to, to be moved yet again. Oh. And so uh, I, I was a little bit worried about that. So I did meet with him that day as he requested. And we sat down and Bishop said, well, there's not a really uh, easy way to, to beat around the bush with this. So I'm just going to ask you, I'd like you to be my next vicar general. And I took a drink of water as he was saying that. And I spit a little bit of it out. <laughs> And Bishop said, "That's about the reaction I expected." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you weren't expect you weren't expecting that. No, no. not at all. Yeah. So, tell what? us a little bit about the role of a vicar general. Sure. Well, uh, uh, there's not a lot written about it in canon law. Uh, just a, a few, um, a few canons. It's basically um, someone to help the bishop in the governance of the diocese, um, have the, the ordinary power to make decisions that the bishop delegates the vicar general to do, and canon law kind of just says the vicar general ought to have the same mind as the bishop in other words <laughs> be kind of just a second in command for him and and filling filling out his his wishes and desires for the diocese i've been you know i've been doing this long enough to to have noticed how different bishops have their vicar generals and mm. what what's what does a vicar general do based on the bishop now like for bishop schnur mm. i mean it was it was really just nothing because bishop schnur was so hands-on with administration you right know? so the vicar general is kind of like a token thing mm -hmm. i think under bishop schweitz who's the guy that ordained me it was like it was everything mm. you know the vicar general and i think that there's kind of a uh, kind of a combination with that with bishop serba so what do you envision bishop felton's uh thoughts as, as a vicar general role yeah so i think it's going to be a uh, hand in hand with the other role that i'm taking on which is a uh, moderator of mission integration maybe you can talk a little bit about yeah. that what does that even mean yeah right that's a that's a really good question so um for those who are in our diocese uh you've heard a lot about uh bishop felton's uh, desire for uh to mobilize the mission as the words he uses and for those that are not in our diocese um we've gone through a lot of tough times over the last few years and as Bishop Felton became our bishop, he said he, he's beginning to notice kind of going from this darkness of the of the past challenges to a dawning moment. And with that dawning moment, he says it's it's time to get on, get on with mission. And the the job of moderator of mission integration primarily uh, is to take a look at what we're doing in the diocesan offices and make sure that's in line with the mission-orientedness uh, that he wants to do across the diocese and parishes and deaneries and So such. it's not like the moderator of the curia. Not, not quite the same way uh, as I won't be having um, the people come to me for like employee reviews and such, but my role will be to know all of the diocesan offices and the employees and, and take a look at what they're doing, and if that doesn't line up with what we're doing with mission, 
to suggest how we get there. So in the business world, that'd be more like a chief operating officer, somebody in second command, making sure everything's structurally correct mm -hmm. and operating as the desires for the organization should yeah. be, right? Th that's right, Deacon. Yeah. And uh, back to Father Rich's question about how what the vicar general role will be like, and speaking more with uh, Bishop Felton about this, he's going to want uh, just as he wants to go out to the, the diocese, be out uh, in the field, so to speak, he said that, that he envisions that being part of my role as vicar general as well, going out to kind of be an ambassador for what this mobilization to mission. To be a spy? You, did you say? <laughs> Checking up, check up on you. I thought he was going to say spy. That's what I just figured it Yes, out. in fact, I'm going to have to spend one day a week with Father Rich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How much time will this take out of your normal week? Well, that's a good question. Your uh, parishioners actually asked us to put that one Oh, did down. they? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Well, uh, on the calendar, it, it'll be two days a week at the diocesan offices, okay. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, is when I'm supposed to be there then kind of uh, in the normal office hours. So still can have evening events and things at the parishes, but kind of a nine to five thing Tuesday and Thursday. But um, with the traveling around the diocese, which is kind of envisioned, that'll, that'll add a little bit. Is there a, a term for this appointment or is it until he decides? Oh, that? that's a really good question. Yeah. So um, or the, until you crash and burn. Well, that well that yeah. would be one way to be done, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's absolutely at the will of the bishop. So uh, vicar general roles are simply as the bishop uh, at his pleasure at his will. So um, uh, ten years ordained to be named a vicar general. That's kind of quick. Yes. <laughs> so what, what were some of your classmates' comments? Like even though classmates outside of the diocese. Oh yeah. Uh, they they were surprised uh, to to hear that so young. Uh, very congratulatory of me, and, and then also said them, "Well, we're praying for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Perhaps my cross is coming earlier than yeah. I expected." <laughs> um, but it uh, for the listeners outside of our diocese that maybe don't know this as much. Our those in our diocese do know. Um, we just have a very young pres a young presbyterate in our diocese, and so. That um, has a lot of uh, great things. Like it looks like we have longevity with the priests we have, but there's challenges, which is perhaps taking a chance on the younger generation of priests for some leadership roles that generally would be uh, for a slightly older generation. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, go ahead. Well, we also have in the diocese a chancellor. Mm -hmm. What is the difference you want to explain to our listeners between your role and a chancellor role? Sure. So <clears throat> the vicar general. Um, again, has the executive ordinary power uh, of the bishop, which is delegated to him by a universal law to be able to help in the governance of the diocese. The, the chancellor uh, is, uh, has governance over the chancery uh, primarily, which is the diocesan staff. Right, just pastoral center, we call mm -hmm. that. Yep. Yep. Okay. Does a chancellor have to have canon lawyer? Does it have to be canon law degree? I don't believe so. <clears throat> they always have, haven't they, sure, in our diocese? Sure helps so. I, I think they have in our yeah. diocese. And maybe if Father Steve Laflam is listening, he can correct me on that. Yeah, <laughs> he could call in to his great talk and let us know. <laughs> so did you have to have any training to be a vicar general? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I haven't had any. <laughs> uh, Bishop said there will be doing on-the-job training once I get there. Um, well, you're kind of doing it now, aren't you? I am a little bit. I'm in there uh, in the chancery a little bit um, uh, right now. And working with Father Jim Bissonette, who is our, our current vicar general and, and has been for a while, uh, learning from him. Uh, but as we just mentioned, canon law. Um, uh, this may be a surprise to some, some of our listeners, but I don't have a canon law degree. And uh, m a lot of work, which uh, vicar generals often do, has to do with canon law. And so 
um, that won't be part of my role specifically. In fact, Father Jim uh, will be taking on a new role as director of canonical services for our diocese, such that that isn't something I'm going to be trained in, uh, mm-hmm. certainly at this time. And it isn't, it isn't even a discussion that we've had. Uh, but Bishop Felton said, I'll learn to be vicar general under him once once we really begin. <laughs> What's the, um, uh, is there something that as you're um, looking towards taking on this role that most concerns you or most gives you a sense of fear? Mm, oh, good question. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of peace uh, in, in it. Just the understanding of, well, if Bishop is asking me to do this, I believe the Holy Spirit's asking him to ask me. Uh, but maybe fear probably isn't the word I would use, but it challenges me to think about um, how young I am in the priesthood, 10 years in. And although we have a very young presbyterate, um, there's a lot of guys that still have more years of priesthood than me and uh, have that kind of um, external forum role uh, across the diocese for the entire presbyterate. Mm-hmm. What gets you most excited about the idea? Oh, dear. Uh, I, I would say what gets me most excited is is our bishop. Mm-hmm. Bishop Felton, um, you know, Father Richard, we were just at our clergy conference, and the man has vision, and he's a leader. And there's just there's always something ex- exciting uh, about following a leader who has a plan. Right. And I, I'm very pleased <clears throat> and excited to be a part of that. Yeah, I, I concur. I, you know, it's, it's very clear when you spend a, a fair amount of time with him that that nothing he's doing is by accident. Mm-hmm. He's got everything in mind, which is he's he is a natural born leader. Mm-hmm. And as a diocese, we need we needed that very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why do you think he chose you? That's a good question. <laughs> that I've, no, I've noticed our, I've noticed Father Seth. Sheet. I've noticed Father Seth that every time I ask a question, you say that's a good question. Yes. But when Deacon John does, you don't say that. Yes. <laughs> Can we do a playback to see if yeah. that's true? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I asked Bishop Felton that, and. He said, based on what he has seen in his time as bishop of my ability uh, in administrative roles, and uh, also he said, when he heard me speak at uh, the Stella Maris uh, Bishop's Dinner last year, he said that sealed it for him. I don't remember what I said, but maybe I'm wishing I would have said some other words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, speak to some of your prior roles, because you were chair of the board for Stella Maris, correct? Yeah, I, yes. I still still am currently uh, until um, January. Until January, so I have been chair of the board of the Stella Maris uh, Academy, uh, and I uh, have been for many years the chair of the Presbyteral Council. That That's no longer the case. Now we do have a new chair for that, too. So you've had some of these leadership roles which make you a natural to be looked at in regards to his decision of who he wants to raise up to be his second. I, I guess he thought so, yeah. Yes. <laughs> We're talking to Father Seth Goglin. He is the newly appointed vicar general for the Diocese of Duluth, starting his job up on the first of the year. We'll continue this conversation with Father Seth immediately after this brief break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. 
Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA, or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. You are indeed listening to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kuntz along with Deacon John Foucault coming to you from the beautiful Diocese of Duluth. We've been talking to Father Seth Goglin for the first 15 minutes of the show today, talking to him about his recently made appointment by our bishop as the new vicar general starting at the beginning of the year. So actually, I'm going to make a statement rather than a question because I asked you the question early on, (laughs) Father Seth, is uh, why were you picked? And I don't know if you remember, but um, uh, when it was announced, I gave you a call. I I called you and I said, I said, there's not a person I would have picked more readily than you. And it's exactly what you said. I mean, in the, the work I've had with you, especially since you've come back to Duluth mm-hmm. uh, in your capacity as a pastor in Duluth and working with our school, is that it's been very noticeable your ability to deal with administration and just what I'd probably like talk about shuffling papers, not that in a, in a derogatory sort mm-hmm. of way, but you, you're very good at organization. Mm-hmm. And with organization, it's going to come administration. And so I've kind of been blown away by that. And I just love your demeanor as a possible vicar general as well. And so uh, I'm, I think that Bishop Felton uh, made a really great choice. And so Thank don't, you, Father. Don't, um, uh, don't disappoint me. <laughs> uh, you, you, you had a question, uh, uh, yeah, Deacon so, John, about it, while we were on the break, which I think is an appropriate yeah. question. So talk a little bit about in the unfortunate absence of a bishop. What role does the vicar general then take? Or on in it could be a that? fortunate absence of the bishop too. It's not always an unfortunate. Well, he could. Yeah, exactly. Could be moved. Right. <laughs> right. Could be bishops right. can be reassigned. Right. He could be reassigned. Yeah. So, so you're, you're, sort of, so you're talking when we have a vacancy. A vacancy in other words, yeah. not, not not just he's gone on vacation. Exactly. But, a vacancy. Right. So uh, the first thing is actually the office of vicar general ceases to exist uh, when there's no bishop. So um, in our diocese, this has happened quite a bit in the last. Uh, few decades uh, as we don't seem to hold on to bishops very long Uh, and even though it has looked like the vicar general uh, becomes the administrator because that is the person who it has been father Jim Bissonette it's not exactly because he's vicar general that it happens before him is father Tushar and father Tushar right Um, but it happens because probably their experience in the role of vicar general so how it works is the college of consultors 
is one of the only remaining diocesan bodies that continues to exist. And who's that? What's the well, yeah. I mean, don't tell us who it is, but who, what is it called? Yeah, the form. Sure. sure. So uh, it's a group of priests, I think a minimally five or six that need to be named per diocese. And um, one of our brothers that's on there kind of jokes that uh, when we have a bishop, sometimes they're the College of Consultors is just the property board taking a look at, you know, uh, buying and selling property or um, changing the status of a church if it gets sold, etc. Uh, but in their consultors to the bishop um, and a variety of items as well canonically, and that group is the group that is assigned by canon law to elect a diocesan administrator uh, to run the diocese in the absence uh, of a bishop. And so with Father Jim Bissonnette, and as you pointed out, Father Rich, uh, Father Dave Tushar, who were former vicar generals and then ended up being named that, it's likely because their experience in that kind of executive uh, ordinary power role of governance of the diocese that they've been voted in, but it isn't an automatic thing. Right. Interesting, yes. Well, which I said during the break, too, it, it kind of fills me with fear what seven or eight years down the line will be when, uh, when Bishop Felton retires. Right. Because, I mean, it could be you. It could be. Could be. <laughs> but I think there will be plenty. It, but it could be you, Father Rich. Yeah. There's, there's nothing to say we wouldn't vote you in. Yeah, that's funny. So what are, what are some of the duties? I mean, have you talked to Bishop Felton in regards to what exactly? We talked about mm. your, your the, the mission yeah. Went to Traveling a little bit and being out at events. Well, think so of forth. even personnel issues. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if personnel comes up as far as moves or guys taking leaves or. Yeah. Anything. Have you talked to Bishop Felton as what he envisions in the day to day life mm-hmm. that you would be? The, the main thing he says day to day when I'm there at the Chancery is we're going to meet and we're going to talk about mission and his ideas and how we fulfill it. Uh, but there are certain things that I, uh, as Vicar General, will be a part of. Uh, the personnel board, as you mentioned, uh, Father Rich, so the looking at the needs of filling the uh, parishes in our diocese and the mo- movements of, of priests. Um, uh, you mentioned guys going on leave, so I will be on um, the diocesan review board when uh, those sorts of things and struggles happen for guys. Uh, automatically, I'm on the um, diocesan finance council, the diocesan corporate board, um, and then I don't know that we would have this in our diocese based on how small we are, but where Bishop came from, it was uh, part of part of the vicar general role that if there's a need be for a confirmation that the bishop couldn't make it to, that the vicar general oh, would okay. go in, in his absence. Okay. So there's a lot of responsibility and duties that come along with this. And as you mentioned, two days in the office down mm-hmm. at the pastoral center, the chancery area, but a lot more time outside of that is also going to be dedicated to this, I would imagine. I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how that's going to look. The one thing Bishop said, and I really appreciate it, because um, the joy of my priesthood is being a pastor. And he said, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff we got to do. There's a lot of stuff you have to do as vicar general. But remember that your work as pastor is, is primary. Sure. So when that stuff comes up, the other stuff at the chancery can can wait. Are vicar generals ever not a pastor of a parish? That's a really good question. Uh, in fact, uh, oh, there we go. I said it to Deacon John. See? That was a good question. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, told, I told him to ask that question. <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, when Bishop Felton came here and found out that uh, our diocesan officials all have parishes, he was a little surprised. So I don't, I don't know the breakdown in dioceses across the United States or in the world, but Certainly, it is not uncommon for the vicar general just to be the vicar general and not and not pastor. Parishes. In large dioceses, often the vicar general is an auxiliary bishop. Hmm. What I was going to say: Do vicar generals ever get into the named list? As we talked about last time I was on, we were talking about selection of a bishop. 
to uh, be you know nominated or passed forward on to Rome for. I think that's a very Bishop. common thing. Is it okay? You know. All right, that should scare you a little bit in time. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any specialized <laughs> training in yes. anything. I think I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> what about what's the what was the um, reasoning to have you d- delayed six or eight months or oh, however it yeah. was? Yeah, no, that's a good question, right? Because uh, in our diocese, typically um, moves and assignments take place in sometime earlier middle July, and but you're not being moved. You're just taking uh, on a different. That's role. true. Uh, the reason that Bishop asked t- t- to wait is uh, based on a, something we talked about earlier in passing in this uh, conversation about my role at Stella Maris Academy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was named chair of the board about a year and a half ago. And with this <clears throat> this fall, just uh, in beginning in September, we opened our high school, which you probably talked about on here uh, in Real Presence Radio before. And he, uh, Bishop wanted me to r- remain in that role for the first semester of the high school. Okay. So have you been meeting... Have you have you had much? And you don't have to answer this. I've, I've, I don't know if, what, if you don't want to, but have you had many meetings with the current vicar general, or is the bishop oh. kind of just wanting you kind of learn under him? Yeah. So uh, yes and yes. <laughs> uh, I have been meeting with Father Jim, and uh, you know Father Jim has been real good just sharing with me what is right now, but pointing out, well, you know, it's probably going to be different with uh, with Bishop Felton and you as Vicar General. As I mentioned earlier, I'm not going to be doing many of the canonical things at all, but um, when Bishop does see me meeting with Father Jim, he comes in and says, glad you're meeting, but just so you know, it's going to be different. Well, okay. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. well, it's good. I mean, it's a sign of his own... what you own, can, but we're going to have a new walk. New it, it, it's yeah. a sign of his own confidence in what his mission is. Mm-hmm. Right? So, Father Seth, what are some of your personal goals for the future in regards to this role or just maybe as a as a pastor? What? Yes, what are your, your bigger per- vision? What are your personal goals? <laughs> I, did, I did not come up with that question, by the way. Uh, and he did say it was, it was a He very did good not question. say that, did he? No. <laughs> to be faithful to Jesus <laughs> yeah. and yeah. be obedient to the bishop. <laughs> yes. That's it? Come on, you can think That's outside pretty, of the box. <laughs> well, you know, I, I look forward to helping Bishop execute this, this mobilization to mission. I, we have had some challenging times with uh, our bankruptcy, closing of parishes, and you know, I, I'm one to take a look at things in our diocese and say, you know, maybe maybe there's more closures that need to happen. But I am excited with Bishop's view that no, like that isn't what needs to happen. We need to look at uh, the abundance that the Holy Spirit might be leading us in. So my my goal for this this role is to be able to fulfill what what Bishop wants to do in this mobile, mobilizing to mission and. Uh, help us to to get to a place that the Holy Spirit may be leading us uh, to to goodness and abundance in our diocese. Uh, as pastor, again, I, I love that's the the greatest part of my priesthood is being a pastor of parishes. So I I hope that even though I will be around less, uh, that with the assistance of deacons and uh, the good laity of our parishes, that um, we can continue to to grow our parishes and um, have have great faith. Uh, at St. John's and St. Benedict's well, parishes. Well, and you rely on other priests, too. If, I, if I'm if i not mistaken, Father Seth, for your first year at St. John's, I probably did three-quarters of your funerals. <laughs> That's uh, one of the benefits of you being in one city for the entirety of your priesthood. Well, hold on. We, we <laughs> That's like... not true the entirety of my priesthood. <laughs> but, yep, Father Seth has no problem giving off his funerals to priests. Well, when they want uh, the loving, merciful words of Father Rich Kunst, who am I yeah, to say no? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I like the way you worded it. Uh, Very well done. (laughs) Anything else about your role as Vicar General? What's going through your mind? What's going through your Mm -hmm. mind as you were thinking of this interview and where it would go? Yeah, well, I I look forward to to 
working with the diocesan staff you know it's it's quite limited uh that the time that i've had with them in my priesthood and you know it's usually just emails here and there about what needs to be done or a form that needs to be filled out or a diocesan camp and so to be able to work more personally with the diocesan staff is something that i that i do look forward so to. are you down at the diocese now like once a week uh probably but not for a whole day right. J- just kind of stopping in a little bit okay mm-hmm. and but then after after you actually take on the role it'll be two two days a week two full days 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 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yep so in the diocese, you'll actually have a physical office. Father Jim must have that now, and you'll take that over. Oh, yeah, that, that's for... right. Yeah, so there is a, a, a physical office space uh, for the Vicar General, which I will be uh, moving into. Father Jim very graciously is working on moving out uh, even earlier than then, so that if I want to start having a space there prior to January 1st, uh, that I can. So I'll just say to all the people from the Diocese of Duluth that are listening in, if you have any real big problems with your priest or anything in the church, you want to send all your um, uh, letters to Father Seth Gogland at the Diocese of Duluth. Because Vicar General, he's the guy that's going to take care of all the problems. <laughs> emails or phone calls. Well, right I'll, him, right? I'll, I'll certainly receive those emails. <laughs> <laughs> I think Vicar Generals are known to be guys that take care of conflict a lot. I think that's true. Conflict and that certainly has been the case in, in our diocese. And um, But Bishop's real hands-on guy i think with him it's going to be both of us working on a lot of things together no i'm very excited for it i've known you for several years now and very excited to see your energy with this i think it's a great appointment as well and the mobilized mission is going to be something that's going to be really um energizing and uh, l- looking forward to from how the Holy Spirit's moving us forward. Well, and I'm excited about new leadership. You know, I mean, we've got a new leader in, in the bishop, but to have a new leadership in this role as well, I think is a refreshing thing for any diocese to have, a, you know, renewals of, of sort like this. So I'm excited about your role as well. So it's not just not just warm fuzzies. I, I mean, it's sincerely, Father Seth. Thank you, Father Rich. I, I appreciate that. And my brother priests have been very supportive uh, of me as well. Yeah. So I'm very grateful. No, you'll do a great job. So thanks for coming in uh, in person for the first time, Father Seth Goglin the newly appointed Vicar General for the Diocese of Duluth. Uh, After this short break, we will be going into Straight Talk, where you can come up with any question you have under the sun, especially the ones that are controversial, and Deacon John will answer them. Right after this quick break. 877-795-0122. Get in the list. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 